Jingle, jingle, jingle. This is Worst Take. Coming at you from the closet. What's going on, guys? We got McCona. We got Carson. A little bit of sickness going around, so it's just us two. But we're still here to talk to you guys. It's going to be an NBA episode. Current NBA. Uh, Carson, why don't you get him? Tell him a little bit about the podcast updates. All right. So for the podcast updates, the podcast network is... The Worst Take Network. Is now have the website that is known as the Worst Take Network. It is up online and fully functional. We have three articles out there. Um, Matt and McCona have both written. Written, sorry. Um, McCona had one about sports betting and how to have fun with that. And Matt yeah. has one on the 49ers and the Clippers, his two favorite teams. Um, yes. If you're Parser, I will get an article up there about the Lakers soon. And I'm still working on the Houston Astros confiscate the rings. Nice. Good stuff right there. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, at the Worst Take Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to try and write for the podcast or write for the Worst Take Network, definitely let us know on there. Um, we've already had someone talk to us, so we're going to try and work with them. But the more people that want to write, the better. This is not for super experienced writers. Like This is for people trying to get a start in the journalism sports journalism writing for fun just that kind of stuff just all around a good time but don't be nervous at all we're super easily approachable we're not going to be like no bad idea is bad how can you write about that like yeah don't worry if you guys just want to have fun and write some articles just let us know yeah definitely so in other news uh basically jaguars are going to franchise tag yannick Ngakwe. Bengals franchise tag most likely on aj green basics bears are expected to add a veteran quarterback but, I mean, nothing huge, really, in the NFL right now. We're going to talk about the Combine on Thursday, so we're not going to go over any of that stuff. But Just know there's some disappointment going on about a certain 4-2 time. Yes, definitely. But, Carson, why don't you lead the trivia for today? All right, so for today's trivia, we're going current NBA, because that's what this segment's about. So, Makana, we're going to test your knowledge on who is leading the three-point this year three-pointers made three-pointers made okay um i'm gonna go with the beard my bearded brother in uh james harden <laughs> he's definitely number one so you, you think he's on the list yes hmm interesting he's definitely on the list okay um he, so he is on the list i don't think that's going to surprise anyone he's made 261 yeah that's insane <laughs> trey um, young he's probably on the list he, he takes shot so 730 <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Trey Young, yes, he is number six. Okay. He's coming in at one ninety two. That's a big gap between one and six. Oh yeah. Um, I think someone on there could definitely be like a uh, JJ Redick. Mm, thirteen. Oh, he's thirteenth. Dang. What about Buddy? Is Buddy up there? Number two. Yeah, I think Buddy had um. He like he might have set a record or something like that for most threes. In some amount of time. I, I'm not 100% certain. I know he just... He's a splash, man. Mm-hmm. Um, what about Brooke Lopez? He's been up... He's been climbing. I don't know if he's that high yet. He's not within the top 20. He's not in the top 20. Okay. What about... Um, whom? See, I don't think there's anybody on the Thunder. And if there are... Wow. Because I don't really <laughs> think there are. But... Um, Hmm. Um, Dang, Paul George has missed too much time. I know he was top 10 last year, I think. But, 
Dang, it's kind of annoying when all the good shooters are getting injured. Steph so Curry, I'll say, Clay I'll say Damian Lillard. Yeah. I, he's in there. Okay. He's number he's, four. He's missed a lot of time. So, yeah, uh, no, he has 212. Okay. That's, that's pretty good. Um, is Booker up there? Um, nope. What about Bradley Beal? Bradley Beal. Bradley is... Beal's averaging 30, so. Not up there either. In there for the threes. Dang. What about. Um... Bradley Beal is 19. Bradley Beal is 19? Okay. I need to think more like just spot up shooters. Is Nemanja up there? Bialica? Yeah. No, sir. Huh. This is, this is a hard one because most of the like common name yeah. shooters are out slash injured. Out slash injured. And then it just comes down to naming the uh, the just classic mm. catch and shoot guys like a J.J. Redick or a Kyle Korver. But Kyle Korver doesn't play enough, I don't think, on the Bucks. I know George Hill isn't up there. Um, oh, gosh. There's the guy on the Raptors. But I can't remember his name. There is. There's no Raptors no guys. Raptors okay. Guy. Okay. Good. Because then I remember he was <laughs> in the top ten percentage. Okay. List, but Parson and I weren't able to get him. Um. Let's see. I'm just gonna like start going through teams in my head. Um. The Timberwolves. I don't think. Any. What about Robert Covington on the Rockets? No, sir. Okay. I feel like there's got to be someone else on the Rockets. They take so many. No, sir. There's none? <laughs> well, Ben is like 17. Dang. Okay. Um, The Bucks take a ton of threes, but so many different people take those threes. Oh, Chris Middleton? They also don't make any of them. <laughs> I, aren't they like... I know for, for attempts they're up there, but for like ones made, no. Yeah, is Chris Middleton up there? No, sir. Dang, he, he knocks down a fair amount. Um, you want a fairly obvious one that you're missing? What team? Bulls. Is it Zach? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right behind Ice Tray. Okay, so he's in seventh. Hmm. All right. So um, you've got one, two, six, and seven. And four. All right. One, two, four, six, seven. Thinking about the Lakers. Uh, I feel like too many guys there on that is team no LA don't team. take them. Yeah, no LA guys. The Kings, I already got a team from there. What about... Um, I don't think anyone from the Spurs is going to be on there. They just don't shoot threes as a team. Yeah, exactly. They're kind of living back in that old Popovich era where he was dominant. Yeah, back with Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. Um, the Blazers, I already said Dame. I'm just kind of like thinking about West Coast. Dallas, maybe Luka? There's a Dallas player. It's not Luka. Not Luka. Is it Seth? It's not Seth? No, there's no way it's Chris Dobbs. No way it's Moxie. Um, DeLon Wright? Oh, is Bogdanovich on there? He is. Okay. Uh, number eight, 
So you got one, two, four, six, seven, eight. Okay. Um, what about Bo Bonovich? <laughs> <laughs> I'm inclined to say no. Okay. Um, that wasn't the Mavs one, though. Um, no, that was not the Mavs one. That wasn't the Mavs? Okay. What about... Um, Um, hmm. The Mavs. Dang. I don't watch a ton of Mavs games. <laughs> like, I do watch them when they play other people, but... Huh. Who do they... And it's not Seth Curry? No, sir. Who the heck is it, then? <laughs> what position? It is a... Don't tell me it's, it's... There's no way it's Dwight Powell. No. Or Boban or Kristaps. The shooting Luka. guard. Um, Mavs shooting guard. The problem is I think of Luka as a shooting guard, which he's not. I think he's technically a point guard. But... Who is it? Uh, Tim Hardaway. Oh, it's Tim Hardaway. I wouldn't have guessed Tim Hardaway. I know who he is. I I always forget he's on the Mavs. <laughs> I still think of him on the like he's on the Knicks, but That's I forget fair. that he was traded for Kristaps. But um, okay. What what rank was Tim? Tim was number ten. Tim was ten. Okay. Hmm. What other team may, shoots a lot of threes? I don't think that the Pacers. Would have anybody? Um, just the only guy that I would guess on the Pacers is like Miles Turner, and I don't think Miles Turner's on that list. There is no Miles Turner. Yeah, I don't think. What about Pelicans? Um, the Pelicans. Yeah. It's New Orleans, huh? I don't think there's anybody. No, sir. What about on the Suns? Phoenix. Here, why don't you just give me the teams that have, like left? <laughs> okay. Because like, all right. Um, there's so many guys. Number three is Miami. Oh, it's Duncan Robinson. Yep. Yeah. I don't know how I didn't get him. <laughs> He's the three point specialist. Um. Yeah, so what other teams are there? All right, right after that, you got Portland. Um, you are missing... I already got the Portland one? Yeah, you're missing number nine, Washington. Washington? Yes, sir. Um, Let's see. Washington, and it's not Bradley Beal. There's no way it's Isaiah Thomas. No way, it's Rui. Um, is it a power forward? It is. <clears throat> mm. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's, um... Oh, it's Davis. Davis Bertans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, now you're only missing one more. All right, what team? Uh, Charlotte. 
Charlotte. Oh, is it um, Devontae Graham? Yes, sir. Okay. Interesting. Can you run so, through the list? James Harden at 261. Buddy Heald at 225. Duncan Robinson at 216. Damian Lillard at 212. That's with missing a lot of games, too. Yeah. Um, you go Devontae Graham at 199. Trey Young, 192. Zach Levine, 184. Oh boy, Bohan Bogdanovich at 181. <laughs> I'm sorry for mispronunciation. Uh, Mr. Davis at 176, and Tim Hardaway at 167. And right behind Tim Hardaway is CJ McCollum at 166. All right. Good. I feel like CJ McCollum would have been a lot easier to get. <laughs> yeah, Jason Tatum's up there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad that I knew no Thunder players were up there, but Gallo's in the top 20. Um, so now that we've done trivia, like we normally do, let's talk about probably the most exciting game. Celtics Rockets. Yes. So the final score of that was 111, 111, 111, 111, 110. Okay. Yeah. In overtime. Correct. And I believe you said a certain stat about Westbrook and Harden's combined score. Yeah. So I tweeted this out, um, I was doing research on my own, and I was like, Westbrook and Harden are averaging um, 35, basically, Harden, and Westbrook's at, like, 27, mm-hmm. which at the beginning of the year was not, Westbrook was not <laughs> nowhere near 27, but since, like, January 1st, he's averaging, like, he's been averaging 34, 35, or 35 like insane numbers from Westbrook, the Brody, but, so 27 and 35, if you add those together, that's 62 points per game. That is the most points per game by a duo ever, excluding Wilt Chamberlain's era. And that's not really fair, just because Wilt on his own would average. Yeah, like the year that that was, I think Wilt averaged 50 and someone else averaged 21. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, that's that's unfair in that statistical category. <laughs> but other than that, like, I think I'm pulling up the stat right now for what Kobe and Shaq averaged. So these are kind of the uh, duo top scoring duos from each decade. So the fifties was fifty two point nine from Bob Pettit and Cliff Hagen. The sixties seventy two point three from Will Chamberlain and Paul Arizon. Because Will averaged fifty. <laughs> A little bit of an unfair stat. <laughs> yeah. Then the Haw- Then in the seventies it was the Hawks with Lou Hudson and Pete Maravich. The eighties Denver Nuggets. 55 from Kiki Vandeweghe and Alex English. 90s, it was the Bulls with Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen with 51. The 2000s was the Lakers with 57, Kobe and Shaq. And then the 2010s was the Oklahoma City Thunder, 51.7 from Durant and Westbrook. So Westbrook's going to be on this list twice. (laughs) He's going to be the 2010s and the 2020s. But that's nobody talks about how great of a scoring duo that this team is because people just think, oh, James Harden's averaging 35. But people don't remember that. Because people think that Westbrook's averaging like 23. 20 again, yeah. But he's not. Like That'd actually be a d- decent trivia question for Parson and Matt. See if they can name some of the top scoring duos within the decades. I mean, I for an all time segment. I mean, I texted this to the group chat. Well, <laughs> we both know Matt doesn't check it. <laughs> yeah, neither does Parsa. 
Parse only checks it if we drop something about the Lakers, and then he rages within two <laughs> seconds of typing. <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> but um, people so, think that people don't realize that Westbrook is playing. He's maybe playing, the best basketball of his career. He, all right, his numbers aren't the same as his MVP year, where he was averaging a triple double. No, obviously, but he's he's playing it a little bit different. His efficiency is a lot higher also. Yeah. He's just, he's decided, look, I'm not a three-point shooter. Exactly. So I'm not going to do that. And he's benefited so much from small ball. There's yes. no big boy center clogging up the lane for him. He just goes, does his thing, and then kicks it out to all the three-point shooters that the Rockets have. Yeah, and how Westbrook was so good in the in those MVP, in that MVP year was he drove the ball a ton. He got to the free-throw line, and he made the free-throws, and he also just made the drives like he finishes like no other now he's just he's finishing inside and he when he can't finish oh he kicks it out and they knock down a three so it's kind of a win-win for the rockets the only problem is sometimes they don't knock down the threes they lost to the knicks last night but um when they knock down threes when anybody knocks down threes then the rockets can beat anyone i've said it before but let's get back to the Celtics so, uh, Rockets. There's a certain young man by the name of Jason Tatum that has been popping off recently. Yeah. I, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he's got player of the month down. But, um, so. Uh, I mean, he's, I know he's in the nominations. Like, it comes down to him, LeBron, or Giannis. I think it should go to Tatum, but. Just because the other guys are Giannis's want it. record. <laughs> I think they lost maybe one game the entire month. His 13-point game last night won't help him, though. Hey, that's a new month. (laughs) That is a new month. It's not February. (laughs) That is fair. Um, So Jason Tatum is... I really liked him coming out of college just because I'm a big Duke fan. But uh, his first year, he showed a lot of promise. Um, If you guys remember his playoff series versus LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. That's kind of what sparked the whole... I'm not going to say a bandwagon, but hype around him. And then his second year, he kind of took a step back, but as did everyone on the Celtics. Um, They had a bunch of locker room tension that's been well documented. And now his third year, he's starting to ascend again, which everyone hoped he would be. Um, A concern that I have is, can he do this with Kemba or a slash like Kyrie? Basically, the ball's on point guard. Because if like right now, he's the man because Kemba's out. It's mainly can yeah. he do it with other people and still be this good. Um, he'd love to see his assists up, but like that'll come naturally. He has only a third year. Yeah. I think one of the things about the Celtics team is they've got so many young pieces that are able to just score the ball at will. Um, in Jalen Brown, mm-hmm. Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum, uh, even Marcus Smart can, who can put the ball in the basket. But in that game, there was a phenomenal shot to send the game to overtime by Jalen Brown, who basically just got like a... Someone got a rebound, passed it out to him, Mm -hmm. and he just knocks down the three. It was in Boston, so obviously the crowd went insane. It was pretty hype. Yeah, but... The Rockets and Celtics are split, right? Um, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I remember the Celtics, I think, won the first one. I think they and did. What peop- a lot of people don't say is the Celtics are kind of the Rockets of the East in the small ball sense. Yeah. I think they're the smallest team in the East, right? Yeah, and I mean, their center is Daniel Tice, 
who, I mean, he's a center, but... He's not a big center. <laughs> he's not a dominant center like mm. most teams would want. Like, he's six foot eight yeah. as a center, but he's not like a Tristan Thompson six foot eight. He's yeah. a, He's kind of a power forward, mm-hmm. not a huge guy. But I think that benefits them in the matchup against the Rockets. But overall, it just came down to Russell Westbrook willing the Rockets to victory because James Harden shot 7 for 24. Yeah, he didn't quite have his 4 best for game. 17 from 3. But it's going to be a rare occasion that both of those guys fall asleep during the game. Exactly. So if you have... That's what's so crazy about this team is if one of them is on, they're going to force those double teams... And right when those double teams hit, that's when the team thrives. Is That's mm-hmm. when the Rockets are able to hit those teams because anyone else can get the ball kicked out to them. But And this game, it was Westbrook. He shot 16 of 27, had 41 points. So how far do you think the Rockets can go realistically? I think they can win the finals. I you mean, think, I've, I've said that you before. You think they got finals potential? I think they've got a really good chance in winning the West. Um, I think the only team that will be able to, like that matches the best against them in the West is the Clippers because they can play Montrez at the five and play that small ball and they can match up somewhat well. See, from everyone I've heard, they say that the Clippers' biggest weakness is going to be the Rockets just because the Rockets have kind of got their number the past couple times they've played. They've had their number, but, I mean, Kawhi in the playoffs is a different animal. Now, That's very true. Have they played since Rockets have gone small ball? Um, I don't, I don't so, think so. Right? No. So, one thing, I've talked to Matt about this, so hopefully I get this right. I'm sorry, Matt, if I say this incorrectly, but what will happen when they play is Patrick Beverly is going to guard James Harden, and P-Bev, P-Bev played with Harden for many years. P-Bev also hates Westbrook. Murray hates Westbrook, that's why I want him to guard Westbrook. (laughs) No, but Westbrook hates P-Bev. Honestly, they would be better if they had P-Bev guard Westbrook because they would get Westbrook mad. Because they both and fall out. And a lot out. of times when Westbrook is mad, he doesn't play as well. Contrary to someone like a Damian Lillard, who if you get Dame mad, Run. he's insane. Yeah, <laughs> Run. No. But Westbrook, if he's mad, generally it kind of benefits the other team because he tries to take, he plays hero ball when he gets pissed. He also fouls out a lot whenever he gets mad. Yeah, when he gets like mad. Like, his foul ratio. Yes. I mean, most people's fouls go up, but, like, his go up to a whole other level. Yeah, but they're going to put him on Harden because he's supposedly the best. But then, who are they going to... I think Matt said that they're going to put Kawhi on Westbrook. That's what I would do. But I just don't think that Kawhi can keep up with Westbrook because Westbrook's just so quick I don't know off if you the can, dribble. You account for all that load management that he has. Westbrook load manages <laughs> two, though, this year. Like, he's finally gotten to that point where they're like, okay, we're trying to win a true title. They don't need Westbrook every game like Oklahoma City did. I think, um, if I remember, I don't remember if it was Harden or Westbrook or maybe both of them, but in an interview they said, we have all the awards one person could want, like, combined. All they want now is the chip. I think Harden said it, but, I mean, it goes for both of them. Like, those guys are really good friends. They've known each other. They both grew up in L.A. Mm -hmm. They grew up playing together. Yeah. So, I think that kind of shows, like... Because before, they were both trying to absolutely dominate the regular season. And yeah. come postseason, you could tell they were tired. But they needed to, because mm-hmm. they've never had... Like, Harden had CP3, but, like... CP3 is really good, don't get me wrong. I love CP3, but he's not someone that's going to be able to will a not-great roster. Like, with Oklahoma City this year, like, they've got a really good roster. And that's why he's leading them into the playoffs. 
But that Rockets team, like, CP3 is not someone that's going to be able to carry and drive and kick. Like, he can take you to playoffs, but he can't do anything no, once exactly. in playoffs. Yeah. yeah. And Westbrook, he's just played with, you know, Victor Oladipo before Victor Oladipo <laughs> was good. Paul George, but Paul George is wildly inconsistent. And Carmelo Anthony. And Paul George like, was a lot better when he was with Westbrook. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, most players are. Mm-hmm. But media won't have you believing that. But um, Worst Take Pod says it how it is. No yeah. bias, except for Parsa. Except for Parsa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going to be listening to this and punching the air like, "Oh, I can't wait till I get on." <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's that's pretty true. Um, another thing from this game was that Robert Covington led the game in rebounds with sixteen. And he also had three blocks, and P.J. Tucker had three blocks. <laughs> That's what happens when you play small ball. <laughs> like, the Rockets had more blocks than the Celtics did. I mean, as we said, though, it's not too surprising, because the Celtics are pretty small themselves. Yeah, but, I mean, they're just, not as small. It's just funny to see the Rockets have lead a game in blocks. I mean, how tall is Jason Tatum? Isn't he, like, he's up there, isn't he? Jason Taylor, I mean, he's just a small forward, power forward. I think he's about 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, I can look it up right now. I'm just saying, like, compared yeah. to the Rockets roster, he's six, though, that's eight. tall. Yeah. Um, Robert Covington's about 6'9". Mm-hmm. So, and P.J. Tucker's 6'7", six, 6'6". Six, six. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, they're both pretty small, but Rockets got the better of them. It was a really fun game to watch. Yeah. I, I was very hyped when it went into OT. Yeah. We were all texting during that game, but... Like, the Celtics were down by six with two and a half minutes left, and mm. they just kind of came back, brought them back in it. But then the Rockets were able to pull away a little bit. Celtics weren't able to cover in the end. But phenomenal game overall. But a couple other big games that went down recently. Um, Grizzlies-Lakers. Grizzlies. Well, I was wanting to talk about the Pelicans-Lakers, but sure, of course you want to talk about the Grizzlies-Lakers. Well, I was also going to bring up Thunder Bucks. <laughs> okay, we but can talk about them both. <laughs> both of our teams got absolutely destroyed. Um, the Lakers, for Carson, obviously got destroyed by the Grizzlies. By destroyed. 17. Destroyed, okay. I, you got destroyed by the Grizzlies. The Thunder lost. Um, lost! Oh, that's the adjective you want to use. Okay, they got manhandled, mud slapped, run astray. By the best team in the NBA, the <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks. They lost 133-86. to 86. Now, I will say they didn't have Gallinari. I think that makes a huge difference because that's who they run their offense through. 50-point difference? It could have been a 20-point difference. <laughs> they had no... Like, they started a shooting guard in place of a power forward, and they're already a small team. And the shooting guard that they played, Hamadou Diallo, he won the dunk contest last season... But he's not someone that can shoot. He's just an athletic boy. He's an good. athletic guy, and he's not big. So, like, I don't know why they started him. I don't know why they didn't start a small forward or power forward to guard Giannis. Because they just, they had Lou Dort. I love Lou Dort, but he's a shooting guard guarding Giannis. And you, you can't guard Giannis with a shooting guard consistently. Like, that no. will never work out for you. <laughs> it is not going to happen. And the best strategy to do is just make a three-man wall right at the basket and yeah. force him to become a shooter, as we saw with the Miami Heat last night. Unfortunately, the Thunder actually used to have a Giannis stopper. 
That's how they used to they used to beat the Bucks consistently because they had Jeremy Grant, who's a very lanky, very athletic shot blocker. And now he's in Denver. I was going to ask where he went again. Yeah, so he went to Denver, but he's who they used to always have guard Giannis. So now they're like, oh, who the heck do we use? And they put Lou Dort on him, who's a he's a good defender, but he's not an interior defender. He's not going to be. Able he also to... got to be a little bit better than a good defender to stop Giannis. Yeah, uh, but he did get shut down by Bam, who I think is like Jeremy Grant, just very lanky, very athletic, good shot blocker, and that's what you need to stop Giannis. So, the biggest takeaway I have from the Lakers-Grizzlies is I think the Lakers need to start resting AD and LeBron a little bit more because none of them, I don't think either of them dropped 20, right? Correct. LeBron dropped 19 and Anthony Davis had 15. Dropped 15. And then LeBron set out the game before and AD set out the game after, correct? I think so, yeah. Because LeBron set out for the Warriors, AD set out for the Pelicans, yeah. Like, they're both starting to look have a little wear and tear on the tires but i know lebron kind of dug himself a little bit of a hole of if i'm healthy i'm going to play because now it's like if he sits out a game the entire meet is like oh he's sitting out a game hmm after he called out Kawhi, but they need to focus a little bit more on the chip then like pretty soon they're going to have first place locked assuming they don't have any more grizzlies games where they get blown out by a team they should destroy yeah, so I mean, and I've we've gone over this in past episodes where Anthony Davis needs to be more of an interior yeah, presence. We both heavily believe that, but in order to be an interior presence, you need to be healthy. Yeah, and that's the big thing with him. That's I believe I brought it up is I think he might be like scared to get injured, to get yeah. injured again, because especially in the regular season, there's no point. But I would like to see him at least practice a couple games in the interior. I mean, when you're as good as he is, it probably just comes absolutely natural to you, but. Come postseason, I really want to see him play some interior. Because yeah. I know the Pelicans used to just slap the... This is obviously before, but they used to slap the heck. living heck out of the Clippers <laughs> and everyone. Just like with him yeah. playing down low. And and he would he has had multiple 50-point games in his mm-hmm. career. And in those games, yes, he, he knocked down some threes. That's but not his main thing. No. Uh, he needs to be the guy on the inside... Because if he's dominating inside, all of a sudden you get those double teams. Like the Rockets, even though he's not driving, he's just posting up. Oh, he can kick it out to LeBron. He can kick it out to Kyle Kuzma or Danny Green or KCP. I mean, not all... I do think it hurts if they don't have, like... Okay, so as Parks has said, they have guys that can shoot the three. But I don't think they have a consistent three-point shooter. No. Like, I know at one point of the season, it still might be the case, LeBron was leading the team with three points taken. Like, that (laughs) should not be the case. Yeah, also, like, Danny Green, he's not what he used to be. No. He's still decent defensively, but he's not finals. Kuzma's been an up-and-down roller coaster this season. Yeah. Sometimes it's looking like, oh, that's why we kept him and traded the other guys to the Pelicans. Other times it's like, oh, why did we trade you? (laughs) Yeah, he's Kuzma's really inconsistent. I think that's just him trying to find his role. I don't know why they don't start him. Because if they play AD at center, Mm -hmm. then Kuzma can play power forward. Preach. And if AD's at center, what's he going to do? He's going to stay on the inside. Mm -hmm. And if he steps out, then all of a sudden the lane's open. And if the lane is open, LeBron James can score every single time. So I don't know why they're having JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, those guys play on the inside because they're not really, like defensively they might help because AD at power forward. But overall, I think 
spreading it out and allowing LeBron to drive or having AD go inside and then being able to kick to him, it doesn't help having a non-shooter yeah. out there with them. And I'm just really hoping it's just for a regular season and come playoffs we'll change it up. Because I do understand that AD's health has always been a bit questionable. Yes. Like, he's constantly had a couple shoulder injuries and such. But So I understand not wanting to play center the entire time during the regular season. Yeah. But... Come postseason, boys need to change it up. Yeah, let's get back to another Rockets game. So the Rockets lost to the Knicks yesterday. All right, so I'm completely just chalking that up to they just overlooked them. Yeah, but one thing, the biggest story of the game was not the <laughs> fact that the Maple Mamba... Oh, sorry, never mind. R.J. Barrett said that he retired the Maple Mamba nickname, even though nobody has ever called him that in his entire life. I've called him that. I call him that now once he said that he's <laughs> retiring it. Yeah. But, um, so he dropped 27. I think that's a career high. But biggest story from the game, not even from an NBA player. It's Spike Lee. Spike Lee has gone to the Knicks games for the last about 30 years. He spent $300,000 a season. He's spent about $10 million on the Knicks. And last night, he was grabbed by security. He was not allowed into the elevator because supposedly they changed the rules on entrance. And nobody told Spike Lee. And I don't know how you don't tell Spike Lee because he is the face of Knicks fans everywhere. He's the face of the Knicks right now, bro. Knicks have no one. (laughs) I'm sorry, Maple Mamba. He's the most (laughs) consistent thing that they've had. (laughs) Since Patrick Ewing. Like, I mean, he just, I don't know why they didn't tell him. Like, supposedly, they I think they changed the elevator or, like, the entrance system, and he was going to the elevator or whatever that he's gone to for 30 years. And he the security was, like, grabbing him. And then he was saying, like, yo, you better take me out of here like, like my brother Charles Oakley <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. Like... He was not happy. No, he's on um first take today. If any of you guys want to go see his comments, yeah, definitely go listen to that. Um, I did not get a chance to listen to it this morning while I was eating my Wheaties. I think the Knicks <laughs> owner was saying like, "Oh no, it was fine," but Spike Lee was like, "No, it was not." Like, why do you not tell me this? Like, bro, people come to see Spike; they don't come to see the Knicks. Like, I just your quote. You need to tweet that out. Spike Lee is the most consistent thing. <laughs> Knicks have had since. Since Patrick Ewing. <laughs> Dude, might even, might even be before there. Bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Spike Lee was done dirty. He he should be back if... That's like the Raptors just like grabbing Drake <laughs> in the elevator and be like, no, 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 you can't go this no, way. That's a lot worse than grabbing Drake because at least Drake does some flamboyant shit. No, Drake does No, I'm just saying like for younger listeners, yeah, like they yeah. don't really know who Spike Lee is. Yeah, okay, like, that's really fair. Like, yeah. He's kind of okay. He's more a... Drake than Drake at the games. Like yeah. people are like, oh, Drake stands up. It's like Spike Lee talks with like every player and they mm-hmm. know Spike. Like he's talked about how Kobe every time like they would smack talk. He's... He was smack-talking Reggie Miller in one of the most iconic moments in NBA history. Like, Spike Lee's a legend in the basketball court. I know Spike Lee more for legendary (laughs) basketball moments than I do his directing moments. But, um, yeah, so, Spike Lee... (laughs) This is a 
Just more stuff to show the Knicks are a little incompetent this year. Yeah, no. The Knicks... I'm sorry, Knicks fans. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know it's what to just... say. Um, hey, the Cubs had to go through 100 years without a chip <laughs> in baseball. You guys are only at... They're they're almost at 50. Ah, you're not even halfway there yet. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, but this is New York, not Chicago. <laughs> When the Giants are winning Super Bowls, <laughs> when the Yankees are winning all them trophies. Uh, not due to the Houston Astros. <laughs> okay, when the Yankees are being cheated out of trophies <laughs> with the Dodgers. Um, yeah, but, I mean, overall, what just... What the other New York teams? The do, Jets? Do the, I was going to say, do the Jets count? Because they're like New Jersey, right? I mean, do the Jets count? Do the Nets count? Do you want the Jets to count? <laughs> Yeah, unless you're counting Super Bowl three, you don't. <laughs> All right. Um, you want to get into? Do we go on to Zion? Oh yeah, we can talk about Zion Williamson before the worst take. Uh, why don't you start off? You talk a little bit about Zion because so expectations. Oh, you guys can't see my hands. But... It's about it as like cap level. <laughs> so forehead level is where his hand is at. Reality. <laughs> Reality and his arm is extended way above his head because he's he's more than advertised. He, he is. He's which I, I did not think was going to happen just because of how hyped up he was. Like, I have yeah. I have cousins, I have friends that have never watched a game of basketball in their life. They've never watched a game of sports in their life and they know who Zion Williamson is just from, like, all the buzz and hype going around him. Yeah. I think he's been well-known since high school. Correct? Yeah, I was following. I started following him. I think when he was a sophomore in high school mm-hmm. was when I started like watching him. And then last year at Duke, he got absolutely blown up to where uh, Barack Obama yeah. was going to a Duke North Carolina game. Oh, wasn't that game like the tickets were like twenty two hundred dollars? I think they were Super Bowl price tickets. They were they were like, above Super Bowl yeah, price tickets. There was one ticket I remember that was like five thousand or something. Like, oh, of course and then that. Zion of course <laughs> Zion got injured out. in five minutes, and everyone was like, "Oh man, this so ended up being a good game." But <laughs> like, oh, oh that's so, rough. And then he enters the uh, NBA and. His first 10 games, he was the first player since Jordan, right? Since since Michael Jordan. To average 20 points. I believe he was doing it at 22. And he had, and it was, I think he tied Michael Jordan with eight of those, eight of his first 10 games were over 20 points. Mm-hmm. And that was the most since Jordan. Yep. And then, since then, he's gone on and he's scored a couple 30-piece games, a couple 28-piece games. Yeah, I think he games, dropped 35 against the Lakers really recently. 35 against the Lakers this past Sunday, I want to say. Yeah, yes. I think it was Sunday. Yeah, Past Sunday. Sunday, he dropped 35 on him. And so you guys might be saying, like, okay, cool. Like, we know he's putting up points. But the 35 against the Lakers is huge because, I mean, that's the Lakers. That's the best team in the Western Conference in the regular season. Yeah. Regular season. Regular season. We don't know anything about the postseason yet. Yeah. But, I mean, okay, Thunder still got a good chance. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah, he's been absolutely extraordinary. Um, I think the one big question, well, there's two big questions I have is, one, his health, but... I mean, that's just going to be the same thing for any rookie that gets hurt. Um, number two is, is he the guy that you can hand the ball to and just say, go get me a bucket? Yes. I but mean, like, through his first 15 NBA games, I think he's averaging like the second most points of all time. Yeah. So he's averaging 24. I think it's like 24.8 and yeah. Jordan was 27. Yeah. And then Michael Jordan was just 
you know, this is why Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time. Yeah. I mean, this isn't the only reason, but I mean, to come in and average 27 in your first 15 games. Because, all right, so his first game he dropped like four threes in a couple minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, so he scored 17 consecutive points to come back against the Spurs, but he's on a minutes restriction, so he's taken mm. out of the game right after he did that, yeah. and then they lost the game. Yeah, But course. if he had stayed in, they honestly would have won. They probably would have won that. So he's shown his three-point potential, but he just hasn't really shot threes since then. He's just yeah. kind of been bully mode of get out of the way or get ran over. But, I mean, that's kind of how that's he needs how to play. how we expected. His three-point game should he develop later. He had a later. really good um, jab step. Yep. Mm-hmm. He broke someone's ankles on a jab step, and he hit the three, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he jab stepped in and in transition, and the guy completely fell over, and he just pulled up from three. But So, I know we decently. had some previous worst takes about if he could be rookie of the year or if he yeah. if the Pelicans can make playoffs and. I gotta say, there's a good shot for both of them. Now, yeah, they're three and a half games out right now. They were like five and a half, I think, at the All Star break, right? Yeah. And now, John Morant has also been playing amazing. As we said, the Grizzlies, yeah, did beat the Lakers, where the Pelicans have yet to do that. But difference is Zion's scoring like an average of ten more points. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jaw's good, but Zion's sensational. Yeah, the like... only difference is Zion's going to have under forty games. <laughs> I think, what's the max Patrick he could have? Ewing. 38? Oh, yeah, so only 38. But Patrick Ewing, I think, is the record for the most for the least amount of games played when rookie, winning Rookie of the Year, and it's nowhere near 38. No. Like, I think it's around 50. Yeah, I want to say that, um... Oh, wow, I'm forgetting... Oh, how... No. I mean, Joel Embiid almost I was going to say, who did Embiid beat? 28 games. He yeah. lost out to Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, that's... I can't but remember the, Malcolm Brogdon. The problem with... Um, that year was that another Rookie of the Year candidate was Dario Saric, and he was on the same team as Joel Embiid, mm. so that wasn't helping Embiid's case. Kind of like LeBron James and AD right now, but I'd still give it to Giannis, because we're not even going to discuss that, because we both agree yeah. it's Giannis. I feel like Parsa might think that it should be LeBron. But... Uh, Le- Parsa can have a worse take and bring a whole bunch of arguments that are stupid. <laughs> I mean, he does that not in the worst take segment. We're flaying Parsa. Yeah, he's not even sorry. here. We, lo- we love to flame Parsa. Um, Don't worry. Parsa flames his back. If, if you read the group chat. He has posted. <laughs> he does screenshot group chats and post them on Instagram. So if you do want to see those, definitely follow our Instagram at the worst take pod. There's a lot of, we post a lot of our like group chats on there. So right, speaking of worst take. Stuff. Yeah. So I got the worst take and gosh i'm gonna come out and i'm gonna say that dang i was my initial one was kind of gonna be about the Houston Rocks, but that's kind of what it was last week so i'm gonna say that the lakers will not get out of the first round in less than six games oh i think they will like i think they will but I think I think they won't win in five or four. I think they'll win in six or seven. Oh, okay. That's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm telling you it's not going to seven. Six is a shot. So, if they play the Pelicans... Alright, let's assume Grizzlies. Yeah, let's assume Grizzlies right now. Alright, so, I know a lot of buzz has been going on just because of the previous loss, but... There will not be another game where both AD and LeBron play the entire game and don't combine for 40. I am I don't know. very confident in that. 
depends on if Anthony Davis is playing inside or outside. Because if Anthony Davis <laughs> plays inside, the yeah. Lakers will win pretty quickly. But I think that I think that the Grizzlies want have have something to prove. They've always been a decent playoff team. Like they've never gotten super far in the playoffs, but their just identity of tough basketball has always carried them in they've held a lot of really good teams. The leader of their team has never played a playoff game back. Man. No, but like you have LeBron James on the other side who is like Mr. Finals. Not winning the finals, but Mr. Finals. And then you have Mr. AD. Finals in the East. That's true. I mean AD's done I won't, I'm not gonna say amazing in the West, but he's done well. AD has not done well in the West whatsoever. He's made a couple. He's done just as well as the Grizzlies have. If you're going to say that they were good, no, but no, but the Grizzlies back when they had Marcus on, Mike Conley were a consistent. How far back are we going? It's like three years. AD's done fine within those past three years. Dude, he's ever he's only ever won one playoff series. Yeah. Twice. And that was against the Blazers, <laughs> and that was because Drew Holiday locked down um, Damian Lillard. But I just think that. John Morant and Jaron Jackson, because I think Jaron Jackson is actually a really good matchup against Anthony Davis. Just his his size, his length, his athleticism really helps. And Jonas Valanciunas, he's going to be able to negate the Dwight Howard or JaVale McGee effect. But I don't think it'll go to, I think it'll be a sweep if they play Anthony Davis at center. Because Jonas Valanciunas cannot guard Anthony Davis. I think it's five no matter what happens. Like, it, it could five? be the Pelicans, it could be the Grizzlies, it could be... Who else has a good shot at it? Trailblazers? The Blazers. Trailblazers. I, think, I think the Blazers would be the The Blazers scariest. could give him six. The Blazers could give him six, maybe seven, because if Damian Lillard comes out and yeah. he... I think every team could give him five, but I think Damian, if he just gets insanely hot, can give him six. Yeah, if Dame gets hot or if... Um... But you also have to remember, playoff mode LeBron. I'm sorry, it was just the biggest meme of... I'm in, now entering playoff mode. Very next game. They sucked. <laughs> yeah, LeBron... So, for people that don't know, LeBron, last season, after the All-Star break, LeBron came out and he was like, yeah, I'm going to have to enter playoff mode a little bit early. And then the team was worse after he said that than before, and they didn't make the playoffs. He's like, all right, guys, we lost, so we just can't lose from here on out. I think it was like a 10-game stretch. He's like, I'm entering playoff game mode. Yeah, and and the next game they just get stomped on, and you see LeBron with his classic fingers out, like hands out. Yeah. <laughs> J.R. Smith memes. Um. Oh, the Lakers did are having a workout or did have a workout with Dion Waiters and J.R. Smith. I don't know why you'd want Dion Waiters. I think J.R. Smith's good. J.R. Smith's fine. Yeah, unless LeBron wants to lose another finals. You just don't have him in within the last minutes. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. Overall, I just think that the Lakers are, they can be a little bit inconsistent. Um, while they're still really good, I just don't think that against bad teams, I mean, they lost by 17 to the Grizzlies, but it was a lot farther separated than 17. They were down by way more. That's true. Um, and then I also was... think that there's a big difference between playoffs and regular season. Yeah, but we've never seen the Grizzlies in the playoffs. The Grizzlies could be good. I think the Blazers will be good because... Right now, they, they haven't had Damian Lillard for a while, and they still have a chance because that would be they a really good... They also started good... off terrible, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they did. Like, like, it was... I think they were in the 10th They were, like, seed. the 13th or something. 13th, yeah, yeah. They were way back there, and if they're able to make it into the playoffs, 
Blazers, Lakers. Can you pull big up the rivalry. standings right now? How far back are the Blazers and the they're, Pelicans? They're both three and a half. They're both games three and a half games back. And they have the easier schedule, right? And Grizzlies have a hard one. Uh, the Pelicans have the easiest, and then it's the Blazers, and, and then, then the Mem- Memphis is one of the hardest. Yeah, schedules Grizzlies in the has like I think the second hardest left of the entire thing. Yeah, so I mean, it just comes down to if Damian Lillard comes back. I think he's coming back tomorrow. That's what he said. Dame can always just get hot on a dot and just exactly and drop a forty piece on in you. the playoff. I mean, last year the Blazers have had high expectations in the season. They made the Western Conference Finals last season. Off of beating the Nuggets, who were a phenomenal regular season team. Mm. They beat the Thunder, who swept them in the regular season. And then they, of course, go against the Kevin Durant Warriors. You're not going to win that. Yeah. No one's beating the Kevin Durant Warriors. No one Warriors. beats the Kevin Durant Warriors. Um, except Kawhi. But he didn't beat the count. Kevin Durant Warriors. He beat, he he beat the, the Kevin Durant-less Warriors. Yeah, that's and I true. honestly think if Clay Thompson was there, the Warriors still would have won that. I don't think so. He was on his way to dropping sixty that game. I think that. Um, yeah, at least would have gone to Game Seven. It doesn't matter much. now. I it mean, really doesn't. Yeah. No KD. You can't do anything about it. No. Nope. Uh, Toronto gets to celebrate. So Drake gets to go off. Yeah. So also the Pelicans, um, obviously like Zion, sure. He, he'll be an X factor if they play, but I don't think he's the guy that's going to be able to win them this year. Like not win them this series, but win them a couple of games. I think it's going to be the uh, the former Lakers in Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, and if Drew Holiday can step up because he's had plenty of series where he does step up and plays really well. When the Pelicans swept the Blazers a few years ago with Anthony Davis, it wasn't because of AD; it was because Drew Holiday was playing probably the best basketball of his career in clamping up Damian Lillard and also scoring the basketball. I mean, I think everyone wants to see Pelicans v. Lakers. Like, that's probably the fan favorite right now, just because you have the whole Zion aspect and you have the mini Lakers v. the actual Lakers. Yeah, so a couple of Zion, LeBron stats. Zion, the difference between Zion and LeBron's age is one, one day different than Michael Jordan and Kobe's. Mm-hmm. The first time that Michael Jordan and Kobe ever played each other, they combined for 69 points. The first two times that LeBron and Zion have played against each other, they combined for 69 points in both games. So, did um do we see Michael Jordan? Did, did Kobe I, Bryant transition? Jordan beat Kobe, right? The first time they played. Yeah, I think so. I know Kobe has that whole like legendary speech of like it's like one of his teammates comes up to him and goes like a little bit of advice, don't look him in the eyes or something like that. And he gets, like, offended and goes, no, like, you don't look me in the eyes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, Kobe I'm that just, dude I, too. Love, I love seeing all those mic'd up because, yeah. between Jordan and Kobe. I mean, they were just... They were great going at it. I mean, Jordan has said, he's like, Kobe was like a little brother to me. Yeah. Like, he just was. Be like Mike, Kobe took that and ran with it. Yeah. But, overall, um... I don't know. I just don't see the Lakers sweeping or even gentlemen sweeping. I don't think they'll sweep. I think they'll 5 1 it. 4 1? Yeah, 4 1. No, they'll 5 1. They'll five be like games. extra game. We don't want the rest. Extra. Um, so, right now, let's kind of look at all the right now matchups and just okay. kind of go through them. So, it would be Lakers, Memphis, Portland, or New Orleans. Um, I don't think that the seven seed's going to change. The two and the two seed could change because it's a tie right now between the Nuggets, and Nuggets and Clippers. Clippers. I think the Clippers will get it. 
I think the Clippers. Paul George has been. Will get it. Actually, Oklahoma recently. City plays Los Angeles tonight. And right now, that is the 6 3 matchup. You can't say Los Angeles, bro. No one thinks the Clippers is Los Angeles. Yeah, well, they're better than the Lakers, so. Uh, incorrect statement. <laughs> Questionable statement. Yeah, I- I'll wait for Matt to debate that at some point. Um, I don't want to debate on the Clippers' behalf. But um, Matt also punching the air right now. <laughs> once again, we could get another um, Westbrook versus Utah series. <laughs> if you guys don't know, Utah absolutely hates Westbrook. Oh, it's like, with a passion. <laughs> they've had fans kick banned for life for saying mm-hmm. racial stuff to Westbrook. Um, it's it's really bad. You think Utah's a nice place? Not till Westbrook walks in. <laughs> no, if right when Westbrook walks in the door, um, it's over. <laughs> But that would be a really interesting matchup just because of the Rudy Gobert, yeah, like Defensive Player of the Year versus the ultra small I know, ball um, lineup. Oh, what's his name? Um, Donovan. No, no, no. It's not even. It's a sports broadcaster. But like, it's like the first take. But it's um, what's his name? He's a solo one. He has his hot takes where like, blazing Collins blazing ten. Oh, Colin Coward. There we go. Dude, you cannot listen. <laughs> Anybody favorite? that listens to Colin Coward, he is okay to listen to about football. football. However, he has admitted to the fact that he doesn't watch NBA games and listens to other people and they just tell him what to say. Like, I don't understand how people My listen favorite, to this guy. I think he said the Jazz are going to sweep the Rockets and I was dying. No, Colin that. Coward also hates Russell Westbrook and James Harden with a passion. Like, oh my... Dude, you can't even get me started on Colin Coward. His basketball knowledge is zero. His favorite, my favorite thing is like, yep, I can see him sweeping him, and I was just dying so hard. No, I, like, I don't even watch his basketball. Like, I watch his football because I respect his football. I, I respect his football. But right his when it's like good. any basketball thing, I'm just like, I can't. He, no, he I, I, love, I love watching it for the memes, bro. Like, if you just like take some of his clips and like know it's not serious and just take it for a laugh, it is great to watch. But he thinks it's serious. That's Dude, so frustrating. We have to have him on here for worst takes. <laughs> Yeah, and he'll just say his opinions. <laughs> he'll be like, Russell Westbrook is the worst player of all time. When Parsa goes solo. <laughs> <laughs> Colin Coward, Parsa in the future. Carson, you can be Joy. No. Hey, Joy, what's this called again? <laughs> I don't know. You never told me. Okay. Let's, uh, let's do the three-word game. Uh, Bucks still suck. Oh, wait. No, Colin's wrong about that. Um, sorry, let's stop talking about how much I hate Colin Coward, but, um, sorry, don't listen to Colin Coward talk about the NBA. Football is fine. You have to like him for football because he hypes up Lamar Jackson quite a bit. No, he doesn't, dude. He's a fake Lamar Jackson supporter, too. Dude, he's, he hated Lamar Jackson. He was literally talking, he's like, Lamar Jackson literally can never throw, and then all of a sudden he gets good, and then he's like, I love Lamar Jackson. I'll have Michael Vick on here every other episode. Yeah, no. Okay. Okay, enough about Colin Coward. Um, That's pretty much it for today's episode. If you want to read our articles, we're going to have a bunch more up this week. Uh, TheWorstTakeNetwork.com. And if you want to write for us or you want to kind of get more involved with the podcast or The Worst Take Network, uh, let us know on Instagram. Let us know on Twitter. If you want to tweet us a topic you guys want to hear us talk about, discuss, yeah. we'll go ahead and do that. We or do. if you want to call in or something like that, and you want to, we've got a couple of segments that we've been working on. Um, one is called basically the justice system. 
or we don't really have an exact name for it, but basically we're going to have like a trial. So people that call in, they'll be debating each other, but in the form of we're the worst take is going to be the judges. Mm. And so we're going to kind of lead a, a trial. Does Parsa get a vote? Uh, no. <laughs> All right. There yeah, we go. no, Parsa gets a vote. <laughs> But, I mean, it'll be fun. So, if you want to call in or if you want to do anything like that, just let us know. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, at the Worst Take Pod. Also, Parsa, we love you. Just don't get sick next time. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, that's pretty much for today's episode. We'll be back on Thursday. We hope to have everyone there Thursday. Yeah. Um, and should be combine episode. Yep. Sam might be back also. Yeah. So, we'll see you all then. Thank you.